But we're excited to be joined this morning by Alfred Marshall from Stand With Dignity. Alfred, uh, good morning. Thanks for calling. Uh-oh. Uh, Alfred, can you hear me? We're having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Hold on one second. Hello. Okay, sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yes, okay, now I can. So sorry. All right, Alfred, good morning. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, yes, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Okay, Theo, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Okay, excellent. Um, all right, could you tell us just a little bit about, uh, about the organization Stand With Dignity to get started? Yes, uh, uh, Stand With Dignity is a grassroots membership organization. And uh, we've been fighting in this city for full and fair employment in the city of and intercriminalization in the city. So we've been doing this work just about a little over, uh, I want to say, nine years for myself, you know, fighting for the the endless injustice system that keeps criminalizing people. Most of our members are, are victimized by the system. And, um, and, so, and you're part of the Workers' Center for Racial Justice? Um, so, could you talk a little bit about uh, the the hearing that's planned for today? So this morning, we we really excited, man, because uh, you know we want to uh, we 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 released a report mm-hmm. on on fines and fees and uh, into uh, tickets. You know, that impact a lot of us in the warrants. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the stand members are people that have conviction mm-hmm. and also minor traffic offenses. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to release this report in City Hall. We're excited about it. Hopefully that the council adapt this resolution that we have put before them. Mm-hmm. And what's the language of the resolution? Got bad connection What's the what? Oh, sorry. I'm just asking. So the the resolution is is for uh, reform of the of the, the 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 way that the ticketing works. Yes, sir. Exactly. Well, uh, so the resolution says that. Um, you know, we want to, you know, feel about dealing, you know, we got over 44,000 people that's affected by this in the city alone. Mm-hmm. You know, 69% of those people are people of color, mm-hmm. you know, in particular black people. So we have to reform that system, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is putting in this resolution that says that anyone that has three tickets that's three years and older mm-hmm. going backwards, Mm-hmm. You know, they can just hit a switch, man, and release those people, mm-hmm. right? And because what's happening is since 2002, man, people have been impacted by these tickets, man, ever mm-hmm. since before we Katrina. And they're not getting the opportunities. They're living in fear. They're driving in fear. Yeah. Uh, they got one young lady, a uh, member of ours, you know, she takes chances every day just bringing our kids to school. Mm-hmm. So this would help. This resolution would help a lot of people out. Right? By getting rid of fines and fees because this is something the city, a debt that the city would never collect. Yeah. You know, money they haven't collected yet. They won't collect it. So we're excited about that. From three years going backwards, 
put in a resolution. In three years coming forward up to the present date, mm -hmm. we want to host a warrant clinic. Oh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the, the ideas for a warrant clinic? So the idea of the warrant clinic is that we want to get those people who have three years coming forward mm -hmm. as well. If you haven't paid within one year, if I haven't paid my ticket within a year, therefore, you know, I can't pay you. They don't base these tickets on us, on, on your ability to pay. They don't mm -hmm. do no assessment. Mm -hmm. So that's why we want to host this one clinic and have the judges and everybody to really look back at doing the assessment on, a, on these, on these 44,000 people who have these outstanding warrants and tickets. They never did assessment. Mm -hmm. These are poor, low-class people. Mm -hmm. So one, one thing would help relieve those people who have debts that's three years and coming forward. Mm -hmm. um, and can you talk a little bit about like how the, the fines and fees, like say for, for um, like the camera ticket, like the like the traffic tickets, like how they go up really fast, I understand. Yes, they do, but uh, just a you know, correction on that is that we don't we don't do camera tickets as by oh. a private company. Oh, okay. We do people, yeah. We only look at those tickets like people that got, you know, expired brake tags. Uh, okay. You know, maybe a speeding ticket, a uh, bunch of kill like, you know, minor, real minor offenses that people didn't pay. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of our members, for instance, had uh, a brake tag issue, mm -hmm. right? And the ticket was $75. They didn't go to court and they didn't pay it. Didn't right. pay it. So the fines and fees added up upon her, you know, and then it wound up to like 275 that she had owed on the ticket. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was she had got a job that she was about to get interviewed for, and they asked her to go do a background check, and she was feared to death to go get a, back, a $6 background check. So she didn't get the job. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's so that's so much over nothing. It's, it's nothing, man. It's small, minor offenses that people don't have. You know, they can't pay. And they're punishing poor people in their inability to pay just because they're poor. Um, could you talk about uh, a little bit about what, what um, outcomes you, like, are possible or that you expect from the hearing today? Do you think, or is there, like, a decision that the city council might make or they're just hearing people's perspectives today? I think, you know, I think a lot of people, we got the council, seems like we got the full council, we're excited, you know, having these conversations with the full council, seems like everybody seems to be on board, the judges is on board, uh, you know, this, they figure like, you know, they, they can clear their backlog in doing this. Uh, we're excited, I, I think we're optimistic that, uh, we're excited that this resolution may pass this morning. That would be that's that's very optimistic. Yeah, that's really exciting. And then you have a press rally planned for just sort of directly after the hearing. Excuse me, I missed the question again. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask you about the the plan for a press rally is going to be basically as soon as the hearing gets out. Yes, 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 yes. Right after we do, uh, man, it's a historic moment for us. I feel like you know we never did this before. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Stan been in existing over t uh, over twelve years. And we never had a chance to really, you know, do a presentation, right? We're going to do this presentation inside City Hall. And then when we come out of City Hall, we're going to do a, a press conference and a rally. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, you know, I feel like it's a historic moment for us. That's really exciting. Yes. 
So, and, and that is planned to take, I know I just read the thing off from the newsletter from the calendar, but the, the uh, rally's going to take place at what time? So the rally's going to take place right after the, uh, we're looking at between maybe uh, between one and two. We should be, uh, depending on how long it goes, our presentation go inside the council. Okay. So we're looking at anywhere between one and two o'clock, maybe. You know, we ask people to be there at 1230, you know, and come in. If they can, and come join us. But we're looking at the rally and the press conference around 1 or 2 o'clock this evening. Okay, excellent. And then for folks who are looking to learn more about Stand With Dignity or the Workers' Center or to get involved, uh, how can folks loop in and, 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 and learn some more? Yes, 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 of course. All they have to do is go to Know the Shakedown. Okay. And, you know, people who are looking to register, they can easily go to Know the Shakedown and, and register, man. And, you know, Stop this system from shaking us down. You know, you can find everything at No to Shakedown. Or uh, they can just reach me at every code 504 655 6089. We are more than welcome. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that's out there impacted. But it's No to Shakedown. Yes, sir. All right, excellent. Alpha Marshall, thank you so much for calling in and speaking with us this morning. Oh, uh, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. All right, good luck today. Um, okay, we're going to have a song from the band Mandate, and then we're going to speak here in the studio with Renata Hirich from uh, 350.org, um, New Orleans, and Extension Rebellion. Stay tuned. Oh, hold on. This song is not functioning. It's really a technical... Difficulty morning. Okay. Do, do, do. Do, 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 Another year already, how you hoped that it would come. All the days and weeks unfolding as we buttoned up our coats. I've got a 
right, that's Things Still Left to Say from the band Mal Blum from the recent album Pity Boy. Uh, so um, last week, I, I know there was some climate strike action going on all over the world here at Tulane's campus. Uh, it was really exciting to see Packet Park right next to the Levin Burnick Center um, full of students um, uh, speaking out um, for in favor of uh, fossil fuel divestment. Um, and we got to interview um, Mackenzie from that campaign here on Tulane's campus that morning. Um, and it feels like an exciting moment where a lot of people are talking about climate change all of a sudden, um, or a lot more in a lot of new places to me, um, from my perspective. Anyways, we're joined this morning by Renata Hirich from 350 New Orleans and Extinction Rebellion to talk about some climate strikes that are planned for this weekend. Renata, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, uh, last week was the youth-led climate strike, and we had actually three locations here in New Orleans mm -hmm. where students struck. Uh, and uh, this Friday, there is a global call for adult solidarity climate strike. And we have, will have an event here in New Orleans mm -hmm. uh, as well. Okay. And uh, that is going to be... Uh, uh, starting at 11.30 outside of uh, St. Louis Cathedral, mm -hmm. we're going to gather, bring some food, we want to make it festive, you know, um, and we'll have music, and then uh, we will have uh, speakers from a variety, a large variety of different groups, including um, people, you know, who are talking about indigenous rights, workers' rights, immigrants' rights, mm -hmm. um, environmental justice, and, uh, and and again, we also have youth re representatives speaking. Uh, we figure since we have so many speakers, it may take an hour and 15 minutes mm -hmm. to an hour and a half. And then so at one forty-five, two o'clock, no, wait, uh, no, one fifteen, one thirty. We uh, expect to start marching down Decatur mm -hmm. uh, and then up Canal Street and then over on uh, St. Charles to One Shell Square, where okay. we will end. Okay, great. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I'm curious, uh, just, you know, uh, because it's the thing that I feel like I'm noticing a lot and have been having a bunch of conversations with about um, folks, do you feel like um, there's just like media representation around climate change and sort of like people talking about it and talking about what's going on has shifted recently? Yeah, it has picked up recently. Uh, I mean, we knew about climate change for decades. Mm -hmm. Politicians knew. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about four decades. Mm -hmm. And uh, we knew that we had to do something and we have not done it. We have mm -hmm. increased mm -hmm. greenhouse gas emissions mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, with increasing speed even. Mm -hmm. So that's why young people are standing up now and, and are demanding uh, action because we are taking away their future mm -hmm. by stubbornly refusing not to do anything mm -hmm. and and finally yeah media even here are picking up because i'm from germany i see the difference i was aware through german media 30 years ago that climate change was an issue well mm -hmm. it was clo called global warming then uh, and there was nothing nothing in the media here for years and years and years and now it's slowly picking up when i listen to the german news and i do that every night Sometimes half 
the the mainstream evening news mm -hmm. are around climate change mm -hmm. now. I mean, it didn't used to be that ex that extensive, but now, mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, information is so important. I mean, we still have politicians here, even Democratic politicians like. Governor Edwards, mm -hmm. who's still saying, oh, I don't know how much human beings contribute to it. This is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And and it is, you know, this type of ignorance is criminal, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, something I've been thinking about a lot has been, um, you know, I was, I was particularly struck uh, maybe about a couple of weeks ago when there was these sort of mainstream news articles about how it hadn't gone below 80 degrees in New Orleans mm. at night in, you know, a month and a half or something like that. Yeah. And, and previously, the greatest amount of time that that had been was like two weeks in 2013. I mean, it was very stark, you know. And right. to see the, like, news reporting that and making those connections is, I mean, it's, 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 it's palpable to me as somebody who's, like, grown up in the sort of milieu of, like, news yeah. here. But also, I think... You know, mm -hmm. seeing the emergent stuff about air quality, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I spent a lot of time reading, like, environmental justice news articles over the last decade just because of other things that I do. And it's like, you know, these, this has been going on for a long time, and all of a sudden, you know, people are saying, oh, the air, there's problems with the air. And you're like, well, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, that nighttime temperatures, when they, when they don't drop, mm -hmm. if they stay higher, that's of uh, that's one fingerprint of uh, climate change mm -hmm. and it also impacts uh, communities who uh, are economically more disadvantaged mm -hmm. even more because you you know if you can't afford air condition mm -hmm. uh, you can't even take a break from the heat uh, at night mm -hmm. you know uh, so that makes it really harder yeah air emissions uh, absolutely associated with it as well and um, and here we have uh, this industrial corridor up the Mississippi with uh, just not not just greenhouse gas emissions, but also a, an, an insane amount of toxic uh, emissions into mm -hmm. the air and into also into the water with deep water wells and God knows what they put into the Mississippi River, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> and we're drinking it here, and and. The industry wants to expand there. Actually, if you look at the map of the U.S., where there are ex uh, plant expansions, the Gulf mm -hmm. South is the epicenter in the U.S., and a lot of that is around plastics, like Formosa, Formosa Plastics wants yeah. to build an enormously big plant. They have a, a, a terrible track record, record as far as how they treat their workers, mm -hmm. how they uh, deal with regulations, uh, uh, air and and water quality. They were just found uh, a serial offender by a federal judge in Texas, mm -hmm. where they have a plant that would be very very similar to the one here, uh, and like of enormous proportions. Mm -hmm. And and these these guys we invite here mm -hmm. in Baton Rouge, their plant has been out of compliance for air admissions every quarter since I mean several years in a row now, mm -hmm. uh, and. This is what we want here. We need alternatives. Yeah. There are alternatives. We don't, we don't need to produce more throwaway plastics. Mm -hmm. um, for all these products that are associated with toxic emissions, there are alternatives, and we should research that, and we should finance that and not f give huge tax breaks mm -hmm. to industry that is killing us. Mm -hmm. And what is really interesting is, I mean, we have communities... 
all up and down the river standing up and saying no more we are full we don't want any more industry we don't get the benefits anyway we're mm -hmm. being made poor by this industry yeah i mean i think that's something mm -hmm. i mean like that you're that i'm that i'm you know thinking about in this conversation is that the recent win um with especially led by rice sanchez against the wanhua plant mm -hmm. um, which is yep. you know also it just shows that it's possible to yes. turn this around yes and actually we heard that there was another chinese company that tried to move in and abandoned their plans. It, mm -hmm. it, that was even before it was, was made public. Mm -hmm. And it was because of the resistance that's there right now. Mm -hmm. And we are bent on preventing Formosa as well. Formosa is an enormous project. Mm -hmm. Just their carbon foothouse, uh, carbon uh, uh, print, greenhouse gas footprint, um, they are for asking more than 13 and a half million tons of emissions into the air. Uh, for for comparison, the country of Costa Rica, they do a lot of reforestation. Their carbon footprint is three million tons wow. if you take the the reforestation into account. Mm -hmm. And this one plant in St. James wants to emit more than 13. Wow. It's just insane. Yeah. They would just double all emissions that are there already, and there are 28 existing petrochemical plants in St. James. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and that, when we hear all these news about how this is a climate emergency and, and, and an ecological emergency, we, we have biodiversity laws. We are, you know, we have plastic waste everywhere. We, we have enormous soil loss because of the way we farm. Uh, we're killing the soil mm -hmm. and, 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 and losing a lot of topsoil everywhere. We have deforestation. We have, uh, you know, I mean, wildlife is going extinct at a rate of almost 200 species a day. I mean, what are we doing to the only planet that we need to live on? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to transition a little bit to talking about some of the, the organizations that you're working with. So you were talking about Rice St. James a second ago, and I know that 350 has been working in coalition with them and a number of other um, organizations in this area. But what's going on um, with 350? Um, I, I think Extinction Rebellion and also the Sunrise Movement, um, uh, you know, which is more the, the youth-led movement, um, are sort of new names for people that might be listening. So <laughs> can you start talking a little bit about the world of organizing around <laughs> climate as you understand it right now? Yeah, yeah. So 350 has been around for six years now. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders. Um, <clears throat> I retired as a teacher so I could organize uh, around climate. Um, and we are working in coalition with groups all the time um, around the gas power plant in New Orleans. Um, <clears throat> we worked in with a large coalition, you know, like the Alliance for Affordable Energy, the Sierra Club, the Deep South Center for Environmental Justice. Mm -hmm. uh, gosh, I, I, I'm sure of Alvela in New Orleans East. Um, it, you know, and, and uh, again, here with the climate strike, the organizations that are involved are also, you know, the, the Sunrise Movement, Extinction Rebellion, Climate Reality, New Orleans, mm -hmm. which is a new group, the Gulf Coast Center for Law and Policy, the Louisiana Bucket Brigade, mm -hmm. and Sierra Club. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes all the difference to work in coalition with, with groups like that. Uh, like Formosa, we have, uh, we have a national and actually international coalition. Mm -hmm. We have international calls on this uh, and national calls. Um, and again, the climate strike, you know, yeah, it, it, it just 
takes a concerted effort uh, mm -hmm. to do this. Um, Extinction Rebellion is a new group. Uh, I mean, they, they just formed in England last mm -hmm. year, but uh, groups, local groups are popping up all over the place. Extinction Rebellion, we are more, we're more direct action focused, like really direct action and uh, sustained disruption of business as usual because we cannot go on with business as usual. And mm -hmm. politicians are not doing their job. Mm -hmm. We have to apply maximum pressure uh, because the, the thing is that we have, you know, we, we're talking about we have until 2030, which is 11 years from now, to really turn this around. The thing is, it's not the world is going to disappear as we know it in 2030, but scientists are telling us if we have not drastically cut our carbon, carbon emissions by then, and that means more than by more than half, then uh, we will have reached tipping points where climate is just spinning out of control, no matter what we're doing. And we absolutely have to avoid that. And actually, you know, Extinction Rebellion, you know, the, you know, the, the international panel on climate change is, is very conservative in their estimate because mm -hmm. they only put reports out that are sanctions by politicians. Uh -huh. And all the scientists have to absolutely agree and they are relying on uh, 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 reports that are, that are peer reviewed, so that takes years. So at Extinction Rebellion, we are saying we have to, to go carbon neutral by 2025. Mm -hmm. So uh, that might seem drastic, but I mean, the future that we're facing is I mean, it's just horrendous, you mm -hmm. know, if, you know, there is just no alternative. So, um, yeah, and then other groups that are also new is uh, the Climate Reality New Audience, which is a group uh, of people who have gone, gone through the training with Al Gore. I've done that too mm -hmm. <laughs> a few years ago. So uh, so they have a local group. And then the Sunrise Movement, yeah, it's, it's just, um, and it's, yeah, I mean, youth, they are they're just adamant because it's their future mm -hmm. yeah i mean they have to think about and my own daughter is doing that mm -hmm. can i uh, 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 uh can i have kids mm -hmm. you know i mean imagine that if kids have to if our children have to consider if it is responsible to have children in mm -hmm. this world you know it's it's just terrible yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, and, you know, and, and I think it's, you know, thinking about the ways that, um, you know, I don't know, I think that for me and in my experience, you know, I've sort of it, somehow like lived in the, the bubble of feeling like this was this thing that was going to happen somewhere else in the future before realizing it was a thing that was happening somewhere else now. And then it's like it's a thing that's happening all around us now, you know. Right. And, and, and to your point, I think it's like impacting people in a lot in a way that's very much inflected with um, access and, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, and, and I think it's, it's I, 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 I'm glad that it's getting more traction now, but it's very alarming. Right. And I mean, here we don't even see the, uh, uh, the extent of the changes that are happening uh, further up north. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, permafrost melting is uh, starting. We, uh, the Arctic sea ice is melting at an enormous rate. and. The Arctic is our air condition because 
white sea ice reflects heat back, mm -hmm. whereas m the more ice melts and you have a dark s ocean surface, that ocean absorbs that, that mm -hmm. heat. So uh, the Arctic has uh, warmed up at more than twice the rate that we have warmed up. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> already at, at more than 2 degrees Celsius, which is 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and, and these are feedback loops, you know, where, uh, you know, they, they, they just develop uh, a motor on their own. Mm -hmm. You know, the more ice melts, the more dark surface you have, and the warmer it gets, and the more ice melts, and so on. And the same with the perma permafrost, because permafrost emits methane, which is an enormously potent greenhouse gas. It's it's over 80 times more potent than CO2. And we melt permafrost, we emit methane, uh, it gets warmer, more permafrost melts, and we have a lot of methane also in the Arctic Ocean, not just on land. So, mm -hmm. uh, but also there are, I mean, so, uh, you know, we, we like Extinction Rebellion is insisting on telling the truth, you know, telling really how serious it is. And so we're giving talks and then we are organizing actions. And there are, um, there is a, a month of actions declared for October. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, look, look for, for more news and that's Extinction Rebellion US. Okay. Uh, on uh, on the internet, and you can find New Orleans on the map. Sign up and get uh, emails, and um, and also connect with us. We are decentralized. We are developing working groups where you can plug in. Um, yeah, we have a pretty structured process how to get people on board and mm -hmm. get people involved really quickly. Cool. So. Um, well, all right. Um, I'm going to transition to to doing some announcements in a second. But um, could you talk just sort of restate the the when the march is and uh, and and what's going on and what people should expect? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the climate strike is September 27th. That's this Friday mm -hmm. at 11:30 a.m. outside of St. Louis Cathedral. Please wear black for a visual that we are planning. Uh, if you want to get involved in that. And uh, so we will have a march uh, to One Shell Square, mm -hmm. where we end. And um, we'll, we'll probably march around 1.15, And uh, we will also s point out Hellas on St. Charles and, and a, a, um, a law firm that has been representing BioBridge. Mm -hmm on St. Charles while we're walking past the offices and we will make a lot of noise. <laughs> um, really fast, you mentioned Hellas and I was just thinking about this question yesterday. What is, what is Hellas? Oh, they are, uh, they wanted to frack on the North Shore. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a big oil company that's mm -hmm. local. Yeah. And they found, they, they, they support all, all kinds of art. Yeah, the name is everywhere. Yeah, exactly. But that's, you know, that's greenwashing, you know, yeah. they're making millions and millions of dollars uh, with an industry that is killing us mm -hmm. and then they give us nice art. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, Rada Hurich, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me.